Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm here with my good friend, Dave Barker. And uh, Dave, have you ever been on a sabbatical? Um, 1984 was the last sabbatical that I had to write my doctoral dissertation way back in London Baptist Bible College days. So the college gave you a sabbatical, seminary gave you a sabbatical. What is a sabbatical for, for listeners who might not know what we mean by sabbatical? Well, it was, they gave me a year off to finish up my doctoral work. I didn't have any teaching responsibilities. I actually went to the seminary where I was getting my doctoral work done. I moved my family down there, and then I worked on my doctorate and finished it up. Uh, The school paid me. Uh, They didn't pay me full salary, but they paid me some. I think they paid me half salary to be able to, to be able to do this. So that an academic sabbatical is normally after maybe seven years, six or seven years, the, uh, the institution will give you time off to f- write a book, finish a project of some kind. At Heritage right now, uh, we give sabbaticals after seven years, and um, they're nine-month sabbaticals. So you can only take one full semester off. So it's got to be a summer plus the fall semester or the winter semester plus the summer. It's mm-hmm. the way that the school does it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we pay the, the professor to, to... And this academic sabbatical is you've got to have something ready to go. You've got to have a product. You've got to... So be, you're working. Yeah, you are working. And the school wants you to be able to publish or get something done as a result of the sabbatical. Pastoral sabbaticals. Well, are listen. Different. What you just said is work. Yes. Like you, you could come back from your sabbatical exhausted if you're working. Yeah, many of them do. What you did for your your THD, right? You probably were looking forward to getting back to work. Uh, I was certainly. I was in the U.S. and I was certainly looking forward to get back home. But yeah, no, it was busy. I had to defend. It was very a lot of anxiety. I was successful, but it was a lot of work. Yeah, I was really happy to get back in the classroom. So it's sure. a sabbatical. Why do we think it's a rest? Well, it's the reason why it's called Sabbath. It's related to seven, mm-hmm. and uh, and sabbatical in the in the Old Testament had the idea of rest, seventh day, and that kind of thing. But it's in an academic world, it's just a shift of responsibilities. It, it really is not a rest. Sometimes there's a little bit of relaxation involved in it. The hectic, uh, you know, course preparation, getting into the classroom, doing all that marking, is not there. It's a little bit more relaxed uh, process. But at the same time, you gotta you, you gotta produce. You, mm-hmm. you got to get something done. My son just finished a, a sabbatical um, and finished up a commentary on the book of Numbers that's being published, but that was his project. So Joel, he was busy. That's Joel Barker, Dr. Joel Barker, mm-hmm. professor at Heritage Seminary, and that book might be available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's coming out this fall. Um, so Heritage is blessed and uh, advantaged because of these sabbaticals. They're getting something in return. Yeah. So for a pastor, but so sabbatical—that's a—it's an Old Testament word, right? Mm-hmm. It's but it's some—it's a word that describes in the academic circles, which are not religious circles, but they use that word. Mm-hmm. Why do they use that word? Just because it's the seventh, or is there an implication that there's some rest? Like it's a change of scenery, it's a change of of responsibilities, and it's related usually related to seven. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's not very closely related to the biblical notion of sabbatical that we see, you know, your seventh day, rest, right. every seventh year, 49, 50, year of Jubilee, all that kind of stuff. So when we think of the pastorate, mm-hmm. and, and like sabbaticals were n- never heard of when I when I grew up. It was, an, it was something you heard about in seminaries, whatever, mm-hmm. but pastors never took sabbaticals. I never took, I was never offered a sabbatical. So what, what does a sabbatical mean for the pastorate if it's different from the seminary? And it's interesting because when you and I were growing up or when pastors were, our pastors when we were younger, uh, what was the line? Um, I'd rather burn out than rust, rust out. out. Yeah. And I remember thinking, whenever I hear that line, I hear, yeah, but you're out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on both of them. And uh, I think we are aware that that statement actually is driven more by pride than anything else. And that we consider ourselves indispensable, uh, that somehow burnout is for the weak. Mm-hmm. When in fact, we all know that that is not the case. And so I think part of the reason why that we've seen it in the last, I would say over the last 20 years, I've, I've been talking about it for, with pastors for probably 20 years now. Um, is that too many guys have, in fact, burned out uh, to great sacrifice of themselves, their families, their churches. And, uh, and I think the conversation has emerged in a very, very good way, and I'm very happy that the conversation is happening. Okay, but is sabbatical the answer? I mean, if you get to your seventh year and you'll burn out unless you get a sabbatical, then maybe your rhythms are out of whack. That's one of the things I've said is if you're not keeping Sabbath on a regular basis, you have no right to take a sabbatical. What do you mean by that? I, every seven, they're out one out of seven, one out of six, six, we are six colon one image bearers of God. Six days work, one day rest. That's what God is. And we're image bearers of God. So in my view, uh, to not keep, some kind of sabbatical rhythm as a person is in violation of the image of God. So what does that look like for a pastor? Six, six days in one. Sunday's not your sabbatical. No, Monday, Friday was mine. And I, figured, I finally figured it out in the last couple of years of my pastoral ministry. Right. It took me a long time. I was, so, falling, I was falling asleep on the way to the church in the morning. <laughs> and uh, it would just got too much. And I, I, there was a failure. It was pride. It, it was a massive failure on my part. So what about Saturday in ministry? If, you, if Friday's your day off, like here, Sunday's a working day, and you're, you're a six-in-one guy. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, I work Saturday mornings. Um, um, I would go to my office on Saturday mornings at work. Now, part of the reason was um, I would take the kids with me to give my wife a break. And so I would go into the church or into my office, go into the church on a Saturday morning and work, and the kids had the run of the, of the building. Oh, you had they a gym? Had a, yeah, had a gym. And okay. I had a, when the kids were really small, I had a toy box right in my office. And they would raid my toy box, and they would run wild, run amok in, in the church building. I don't know how much people appreciated that, but the kids had yeah, more Dave, fun. Dave has six kids, right? Five. Five kids. So Five. that's what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. But it gave my wife a break on a Saturday morning. So I would be out the door by 8.30 on a Saturday yeah. morning, and I would come home probably about 1 o'clock. Yeah. Um, she would load me up with some snacks and, and, uh, she gave her a nice break on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, 
That's so, how we do it here. Like we, our staff has a day off, and it's not Saturday. It's not Sunday. <clears throat> it's, usually, it's Friday, and Saturdays are not a day off. It, it could be anything. Oh, like yeah. for this Saturday, for instance, and usually for me, um, I'll study in the morning, and then maybe a little bit at night too. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this Saturday, we got a work bee. Well, I think eh, maybe I'll show up at the work bee. I'll just get my study done some other time, but or a wedding or something. There's always the potential of something being on a Saturday. If, that, if that's your sabbatical, it's going to get ruined all oh, the time. Yeah, absolutely. So Saturday is kind of your on call. There's a lot of things that are and I, happening. And I don't encourage Mondays. Um, I, I, for me, I needed to get back into the office Monday morning. Because you and I know Mondays are blue, right? It, you're coming down off a high on Sunday, Sundays. Now, without Sunday night services, it, 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 that helps a little bit on a Monday morning. But, mm-hmm. boy, oh, boy, when we were running full, full mm-hmm. tilt on a Sunday, two services, Monday morning was tough, boy, and your resignation letter was in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always felt, no, get back into the office, get your head down, even if it's just to read, uh, maybe think a bit about what you're going to preach about, preach on Sunday. So I found Fridays. Uh, yeah, that wasn't until fairly recently. I, I, most of my ministry, it's been Monday because that's what everyone else did. You know, you just recover from Sunday. But more and more, it's Friday. A lot of guys are taking Friday. Our whole office actually is closed on Fridays now. That's great. I think it's fabulous. Yeah. You know, and you're on call. I mean, if... Well, one s- of our guys is on call. He, he does that for us. Sure. Somebody, somebody's got somebody's got a phone somewhere that if something happens, mm-hmm. but that's so rare. How many times have we actually been called in the middle of the night to deal with some crisis? Like count them on one hand. Yeah, it's rare. Know. It is rare. And, uh, I, I do remember one and it was a car accident mm-hmm. and it was horrible, but, mm-hmm. but, but I, but back to your, back to your point, sabbatical, I would say that unless you are a Sabbath keeper, in the proper sense of the word, not in Seventh-day Adventist stuff, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of cyclical kind of thing. Um, you shouldn't be asking for a sabbatical because mm-hmm. it's too late. And the sabbatical needs to flow into kind of the cycle of what So what is. is the cycle? You've got uh, one day a week. Is there one day a year was there yeah, a- i i always i just argued for one day a week and then a sabbatical every seven years something like that and a sabbatical would be say four months mm-hmm. and um you know you can choose your four months it, it's not your vacation so it's outside whatever you get for a vacation so what and- would a pastor do on his sabbatical unlike professors who are working hard on their sabbaticals, so maybe we shouldn't call that a sabbatical, or at least define it. But a pastoral sabbatical, how's that different? Yeah, I, it it is a time for <clears throat> renewal. I think that's the key word: rest and renewal. But that comes in different ways for for many people. For some, it would be taking a course in uh, in some at, at a Bible college or seminary. Maybe um, an introvert. Yeah, for sure. And so here, take take the winter semester as a sabbatical and take a course at heritage or somewhere in, uh, in whatever. Right. And it might be not even directly, it could be in pastoral theology or studies, but it might be in apologetics. It might be in evangelism, it might be in mm-hmm. philosophy of, of, uh, philosophy of life or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, philosophy of religion. Um, so it might be taking a course. It might be 
that you set down a reading schedule. And I do think you need to sit with your elders and say, okay, this isn't going to be just, you know, sleeping until nine o'clock, doing nothing all day and that kind of thing. There doesn't need to be a project. There doesn't need to be a product, Mm -hmm. but there does need to be a A program, a plan. plan. And so, okay, um, in my sabbatical, I'm going to read these 10 books that I've never been able to get to and I just want to sit down and read. The other thing is, uh, in a pastoral sabbatical, I encourage accountability. So once a week, maybe during your sabbatical, you sit with your your uh, chair, your elders board, or someone else, whereby you sit with them and just chat over what's happened during the week and and how you're using your time and and, and making once sure, a week, sure, once a week, once every two weeks, something something along the line of some kind of accountability. Now why why would that be a thing? I just think it's it's helpful for for making sure that the plan is being followed. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And maybe if you're taking a course and you're pretty well locked into it, and so maybe the accountability isn't quite as significant. But at the same time, if you're taking a course in apologetics that you're really not familiar with that kind of stuff, to sit with an elder and the elder says, so, Bob, uh, what did you learn this week? What, what was the lecture about? Or maybe every mm-hmm. two weeks. Uh, what, what were the lectures about? What, what what have you gained from from this kind of stuff, right? So I I there has I would argue yeah there's got to be a plan doesn't have to have a product mm-hmm. but there does need to be a plan. Um, but at the same time, uh, so, uh, pastor friend of mine uh, went on sabbatical and the first thing he did was went and bought a kayak. Well, it's okay. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Good. He spent quite a bit of time in a kayak, and uh, that can be helpful. Because I, I, I might say I'm going to spend some time on the river fishing. Sure. I, it's a, like you talk about wasting time. Was that last week we talked about introvert? It, it can be very therapeutic yep. just sitting out uh, or standing out on the river and you, you're thinking about life. You're thinking thoughts of theology of God if you want. You can think about all kinds of things, but it's good. And I would write that on my plan. I'm going sure. to be doing some thinking on the river. Sure. If I catch a fish, even better. <laughs> Get some good sermon illustrations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My goodness. Well, um, but I, I, you know, it, I think, I think, you know, we went back. To, we originally started by saying we didn't think much about this when, back when, when we were first starting, or the passions that we had. Yeah. Um, you think, know what we would do? Just switch churches. You'd move on after seven or eight, nine years. That that's your rest. Because then you can preach your old sermons again. Or something. <laughs> you know, it's just, and that's, I found that invigorating. Whenever, you know, you turn a page and you start a new ministry, there's some renewed excitement. It was, it's good for me. It's good for me. I think it's good for the church to have that. But I just wonder how much better it would be if um, all that uh, cachet you have over seven, eight years in the church, if that could be leveraged for an, another season of ministry. Mm-hmm that would be granted to you if you if you did take a sabbatical and got renewed that way. Yeah, and again, we're not talking about a year, right? We're talking about maybe three or four months. So yeah. uh, normally a sabbatical for an academic, it could be up to a year. Mm-hmm. We we grant these nine-month sabbaticals because we only need to have one semester covered. But, but we're not talking about huge lengths of time, three or four months. 
goes by in a flash, right? Well, our time goes by in a flash too, Dr. Dave. So we are going to have to say goodbye until next time. We'll see you on Thinking About It. Thanks for listening.